The Women's Running Coaches Collective presents part two of Leadership in Coaching with coach Nikki Raffi and Helene Hutchinson. Interview by Charlotte Lettuce Richardson. So this is a question for both of you, and it's kind of getting into the nitty gritty of what Women's Running Coaches Collective is all about. Do you feel that being a female or a male plays a role in leadership? Do men and women lead differently? What can we learn from these differences, if there are any differences? I'd just love to hear you kind of weigh in on, you know, what role does it play being a female, both of you are females, or male? I mean, what, what is, how does that play into your lives as leaders? Do you want to take that first, Helene? Okay. <laughs> it's a bit of a loaded question yeah, here. It's fine. <laughs> so women and men are clearly different, everything, right? You know, and, um, and I've seen both amazing women coaches, amazing male coaches, as well as some not so good women coaches or, or leaders as well as male as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the spectrum, you know, you have the spectrum across men or women that, you know, some are, you know, super dictatorial and some are maybe too soft and too easy. And that's in between there. Um, and I, th- I think one of the main things is that everyone brings their own experiences and their own personalities to whatever they're doing. And I think it's having that balance and it could be gender or race or how old they are, how young they are, what are their experiences. And I really do think that it, it is that spectrum across. And then, you know, we're, we're talking about like, you know, having more women coaching and um, especially for girls, but also for boys. I think it's so important for them to have uh, coaches that can relate to them as a whole person, right? You know, because there's everything that they're so focused on with running, but then they have family, they have school, they have friends, they have body changes, they have all these other things and they need to have that confidence to be able to connect and relate, I think. And it's not saying that they can't do that with men because there's some amazing, a lot of amazing male coaches out there as well that connect with the, the young female, but there can be a difference. And I think that what, women bring to whether it's the workplace and the leadership uh, as well as to coaching it's it's just as important and in many cases even more important i love the idea of diversity too i mean we're talking about a whole spectrum yeah. so nikki how about you in terms of male and female leaders um i think a little bit of both. There's, I generally, I see there is a different way that men and women lead. And a lot of it for me started was on communication styles. And I'm just not using generalities, right? And you, I don't know, you may, you may, you may have run into this experience, but remember for the longest time years ago, they were like, you need to learn to communicate more like this. Like why? Because all the guys are talking like that? Yeah. Or no, you need to be able to be understanding women will we be talking um, or our communication style may be a little bit different at times. The words we use may be different. Men may just want to just say something and stop. But then it's really not just that. Then you realize it's not just about men and women, but it's also people. Because you do have um, different trends in communication changes, right? And that nurturing piece or that authoritative piece or not having that confidence of, I just said this and I know I'm right, but men would say it and go, yeah, it's right. And I said it. So I think there's a little bit of nuances, which I'm happy to see we've gotten past those, right? So to me now, being a male or a female leader 
comes down to those same foundational things we just talked about, those same principles. Um, I've seen, and actually I have been disappointed by a lot of women leaders. And I think because they abused some of that uh, privilege that was given to them and some of that opportunity that they have to not behave rightly uh, with others. So it doesn't matter. I've seen women act like men and I've seen uh, that we didn't like and I've seen men just do that. So it's the same thing. I think we need to have uh, that balance. More than anything else, I think we need to appreciate those differences, right? And be able to lessen and learn from one another's uh, strengths and weaknesses, if you will. I do feel like there are differences. We are different. And that is a good thing because you don't want everything to be the same. Um, So in terms of leaders and coaches, coaching for women, I do feel like we bring a little bit different perspective overall to it. And a lot of it is because um, goes back to more of that nurturing piece. And I'm just going to say it because it's a good thing. (laughs) And especially if you have um, female runners or female athletes, they want to see that strength and empowering, but they also want to see the nurturing because you don't want to lose those traits that we just talked about. We want to actually encourage and we want to develop those differences. We don't want everybody to be the same. So in those aspects, I think that, that, women have introduced those ideas and those different styles into coaching and leadership, which I believe men have picked up as well, right? The same way that male coaches and male leaders brought certain characteristics that we as women learn. And I like that. I'm going to like that. that. (laughs) So that's, I mean, we need to learn to appreciate if a trait that we see that is really good and also go, Oh, I don't like that. I'm not going to do that. Right. Um, So I think those are the differences that um, having more women in coaching or in leadership has introduced to the entire landscape, if you will. I don't know if I answered that properly oh, you did. or articulated it. <laughs> you know, and, and it comes back to, I know when, Helene, you know, Eric Detman, and when I left, he took over as the head uh, track and field coach. And he talked to Marie Davis, who is now coaching there, who's a wonderful athlete and wonderful coach. He said, are you nurturing when he talked to her? And um, she, she was kind of taken aback by it, you know, and she said, well, Charlotte was nurturing, you know, of course, I'm older, older woman that has had children and not that that makes any difference, but I've been in the game for a long time. And, but I think what it comes down to is Nikki, I hope this is what perhaps you're saying and you Helene also that we need diversity in our staff. Mm -hmm. And um, it's the whole spectrum of things. And it could be the throws coach, which it was at Lincoln, Lavelle Short, Shorty, who's, you know, six, six and this great big guy who plays pro football and, those, he is the person that many of the, of the kids go to because he's so nurturing exactly. and he's so supportive. So it just, I think it really, like you said, we bring uh, different kinds of traits from different experiences that we have in yeah. our lives. So yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah. Shorty, Shorty's great because he's always the one that says to me, you know, I think you're uh, one of those distance girls. You need to chat with her a little bit. She seems to be a little depressed or she needs, <laughs> seems to need a little more confidence, you know, start lifting weights. And yeah, uh, literally those kids yeah. gravitate towards yes. him. He's just an amazing man. So, okay. So I'm going to ask both of you 
if you, how do you lead in your work world? And um, I mean, is this a good question to ask? Do you guys have a sense of how you are as leaders? What, what kind of style works for you? What works for you as, as a leader? Who wants to go first? <laughs> You're not gonna let your secrets out. Right. <laughs> so, okay, I'll, I'll take a stab at it. Okay. Um, part of it, I, uh, and you're gonna hear me say, just like I said in the last sentence, uh, you've gotta be, uh, the principles of leadership is always gonna be the same, I think. As if, you, if you have those principles right this time, but to me it comes more about um, situational leadership. Yeah. You know, sometimes, even though I may be leading something, I know that my team is gonna just do what they need to do. Right. So in that case, you're just a guide. And actually, I wanted to introduce this other idea. We want our leaders to be coaches. <laughs> we're talking about how Christians are yeah. leaders, but we're like, yes. right now in modern leadership, we're just, the concept of coaching as a leader is what we're bringing into it, into the industry and the business, because we want all those great things that our coaches do. Um, so sometimes you're just there as a leader. I'm just there to just listen and see what's going on and make sure things are happening and listen to some great ideas so I can walk away with something and learn as well. And sometimes as a leader, you, I got to go into that 50, 70, 20% of mm, maybe we need to redirect, maybe we need right. to refocus. So right. I think just be situational, just understand what's going on. And as long as you have your three leadership traits that you anchor yourself to, people first and team first, be participative, listen to ideas, those things. If you have it, it shows up what it needs to in the, in the managed world, right? So I'd like to think that um, more situationally, I, I shift styles. But one thing is for sure that I always do, and I think my team can rely on to do is, um, I speak my mind usually. You know, I, I, they can rely on me to just kind of say, what, really? <laughs> so they, it, it, yeah, you're brave. You're brave in that way. And, and, and by the way, it's not easy. I've gotten a lot of um, backlashes for it. So mm -hmm. I want the actual leaders and coaches to know everything I say about confidence, courage, speak your mind, all of that. It is not easy it's and right. it's hard. It's really hard and not everybody's going to appreciate it. And sometimes you're going to get criticized for it, but live and learn, right? Live, learn and teach. Right? So I think to me is uh, none of this is easy. You're going to have to build your own style and go with it, but foundationally know what you stand for, what your values are, and then leverage those strengths whenever it's appropriate. Nice. That's good. Helene, how about you? Yeah, you know, a, a lot of the similar type things. And I also have, I tend to speak my mind and it definitely has uh, <laughs> challenging over the years in terms of how do you speak your mind and influence and kind of get your direction and what you're really trying to get across versus um, not. But I think, you know, one of the key things is um, in terms of leadership is really creating the environment so the team can be successful. And because when the team is successful, then that I'm successful and everyone is successful, Absolutely. right? But with that, goes, with that goes everything we've talked about. You know, you kind of, you do need to know like, what are, what are our goals? What's, what's like the higher up goals that, you know, the more the enterprise goals and how does that flow down to what our team is working on? And then, um, and making sure it's super clear because when it's not, then uh, there's just, 
confusion and people are not on board and um but it's that's super important and then making sure that uh i'm setting them up for success so making sure that whether if they're partnering with other teams that they have a seat at the table and that i'm in my other meetings i'm representing them and they know that i'm representing them and i have their back as well so um you know we talk a lot about people and people at the end of the day is what makes it or breaks it right because um mm -hmm. yeah you know you can get you can do well one season but in order to really have it be long term but with that comes everything you know it comes the business kind of go back to the beginning it's it's the business it's the people and it's the process you know having those as aligned as possible and and super clear is important mm -hmm. right yeah I, you know, I want to believe, I, I, I feel as if uh, women in coaching is kind of one of the last bastions of women in sports in a sense. You know, there's, there's many more male coaches than there are female coaches and even many, many more males that coach women and girls. Mm -hmm. So in business, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling as though you guys are making a lot of progress as leaders. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of progress. Um, and so, <laughs> so thank you. I mean, thank you for that because it really kind of informs me of sort of the kinds of, of leaders coaches should be. So thank you so much. I, I also think just to add to what both of you said is the people that, that work with you or for you in a sense, um, you always want to be thinking about um, educating, cultivating, doing all the things that will make them better leaders and then mm -hmm. uh, eventually perhaps take your your job as a leader it's kind of oh, what definitely. i did with yeah. uh, eric mitchum and eric detman at lincoln uh for two years they were my two varsity assistants and they knew that they were going to take over uh when i left when i retired and you know eventually slowly i began to give them a lot more uh kind of a power and authority and and leadership roles and i think i hope by the time that I left that they felt very comfortable in those roles. So I think there, you have to, in that sense of having somebody's back, you also have to think about their advancement and their kind of fulfilling their own goals. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one other thing, sorry, one other thing I, I want to leave with people on, and I learned that in one of these, uh, have to be in this leadership uh, conference or class or something. and was about the idea that you know leadership doesn't need doesn't come with a title they asked us who who are like some of the great leaders and some of the names that popped up there they never had a title they came up with martin luther king uh maya angelo uh gandhi and yeah. these were all people that they absolutely had no titles they weren't presidents they weren't prime ministers they weren't uh ceos or coos or anything they were just people doing the right things they were selfless they were cultivating something they were growing something and they were amazing communicators right clear concise and ambition so i just want to leave it because we talked about it about who needs to be a leader what um doesn't come with a title just I like it's that. the thing you have to do yeah it is the thing you have to do and you know just in that and i'm, I'm you know, that's almost the place to leave this conversation, but I'd love to hear any story that you have in your personal life of people who have been good leaders to you and yeah. how they how they influenced you and how they changed who you are in a sense mm -hmm. as, a, as a good leader. I, I, I can take that. Um, 
So, you know, there's been, you know, nuggets that you take from the good leaders and you take nuggets from things that you don't want to emulate as well. You know, absolutely, absolutely. But, I, but there is one person that stands out uh, clearly. And I'm, I've been very fortunate. I've had some amazing leaders and then I've had some that have not been as amazing, but I've had a lot of really good ones. But the one that stands out in my mind, hands down the best leader and is he, it was, he's male. And I think that, you know, what it was, he really empowered the team. And I knew that he, he trusted me as both a people and business leader. He always had my back and he was present, right? You know, he was always focused on whatever's at mind um, or right in front. And, you know, working at Nike, he always made sure that the team was focused on the athlete. You can get distracted with so many different things, but always because we focus on the athlete at Nike. And, um, and, not, and it was like the greater good of the individual, then the team, and then Nike. And, you know, and then, and that way you are successful, but he was just um, so very effective in terms of really bringing everyone together. But bottom line, you always knew that he had your back and, and he trusted you and he gave you the, the rope that if you needed to stumble, you can stumble because that's how you learn too, but he was, he was always uh, just really good. Yeah. Really, really good. Well, so there's sometimes people who manage up and people who manage down. And I think the people who manage down in the sense that they, are, they care for their people and they take care of them mm -hmm. and they have their backs versus somebody who's very distracted and mm -hmm. kind of looking out for themselves. I mean, that's yeah, exactly. when people know that. You know yeah. that as a, yeah. as a leader. How about you, Nikki? Any yeah, you know, interestingly enough, um, I was just, uh, as we were thinking about this interview, I was thinking about that too. The two of the best leaders that I had in business that I worked with as well, uh, both happened, they were both uh, guys, they're both men. And uh, the first one, calm, soft-spoken gentleman. And what I noticed with him was this, he knew his people, right? He, uh, I was like two, three, I was young, just right out, of, right out of college. And I was two, three levels away from his staff, right? But he could pick up and say, Nikki is good at this. So let me give her a chance here. <clears throat> So-and-so is good at that. Let's give him a chance there. And uh, so to me, that was a sign of good leadership. Mm -hmm. He was quiet. He was calm. I also knew that he was doing the right things for the team, even though it wasn't always popular with his management. Right. And that was the thing that was, I was, I was younger. So I just like going through it going, oh, this is, this guy is awesome. But I didn't know what it meant in terms of leadership until later when I matured. And then the other one was also before coming to Nike, one of the long-term uh, managers I had at Intel. Uh, he was also a nurturing person. Now I would think of it later in that, how was he investing in helping me grow and also helping me not get myself in trouble. <laughs> like, Why is he stopping me from doing that? Why is he not letting me do that? And I was like, ooh, okay, thank you. <laughs> no, I know. At the time, I was like, he is just limiting me. But then later on, I'm like, oh, actually, I think he just said my job. <laughs> but so I think I realized both of those gentlemen, um, quiet, soft-centered, understood what they were doing, didn't always make sense to me that how much they were defending their teams up right. and they had our backs until much later when I got into some senior leadership role and I realized, oh my God, 
the politics, the administration, the type of oh. things that these people had to deal with to support it as a team, to be this high performing team and how much empowerment I was given, it was difficult. So um, those are the two good leadership traits from two different um, leaders in my past history that I learned. Um, then I was, I also saw some not so much good, good things from female leaders later on in my thing, which was the disappointment for me. I think that was the, um, the dichotomy of it hit me that right. good well, leadership is not based on sex or race or age or whatever. You can just have it, have those traits. Right. Well, I think having, again, we get back to this passion, loving what you do. Um, wanting the best for your teams. It's amazing to me when listening to both of you who are, are very senior management people at Nike, who have had long careers and are bright, intelligent, strong women, that really coaching is like, is very similar. I mean, there are so many things you talk about, you know, <clears throat> sort of, you know, all the politics, the administration, the things you have to deal with that oftentimes your assistant coaches have no idea that you're, you're dealing mm -hmm. with that, you know. Um, and even just one very simple thing, uh, you know, know your, know your people, know your mm -hmm. athletes. Um, I made it a point within the first week of learning all 120 or 140 kids' names and what a difference that made to them. They felt like a part of something. Mm -hmm. So, well, guys, I know I have other questions, but maybe we'll, we'll talk about that later. But is there one bit of advice that you would give to a head coach? Mm -hmm. um, just one you know, a couple of words or, or, or something that maybe isn't the most important that they can focus on right now. Uh, you've given us so much, you guys. I mean, I, seriously, mm. uh, I wish I'd had both of you to speak to when I first started as a head coach because I needed it. I, it took me a couple of years to learn what it meant to really lead. So yeah. anything, any advice? Put you on the spot here. <laughs> I, I, you know, a couple things come to mind. One, I think it's be true to yourself, right? I think- Say it again, be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. I mean, kids are gonna see right through any kind of BS if you're not yourself. I think that's important. I think it's important to be compassionate and have empathy, mm -hmm. but then also have a voice as a team needs to know that you have a voice and be there for the team um, because they are looking up to you as a coach, as well as the assistant coaches looking up to you and the administration looking at you, up to you and the parents looking at you. You need to have that confidence and um, instill that sense of strength, which I think is really, really key. But then you also have to just kind of also understand or just recognize that there's so much going on with teenage kids, if it's teenagers that you're coaching. And it, like I said earlier, it's family, it's friends, it's social, it's body changes, it's college or not college and you, you name it. Um, and then that foundational, just, you know, setting that vision and realistic goals and a path to achieve them. And Nikki, I think you talked about it in terms of you want to make sure that you have, you know what you're, or Charlie, you might have said, you want to make sure that you have a plan going into conversations, mm -hmm. but then also just knowing and for the kids to know, and I think this is a lifelong lesson, everything's not going to go to plan. I mean, more often it's not going to go to plan than it does go to plan. And <clears throat> just to know that it's okay and you figure things out along the way. Um, I think it's important that everything is not like so so rigid because life isn't going to be one it's not always going to not everything's going to work and you're going to have to figure out how when things don't work how do you get yeah. back on track right 
I guess that's more than one thing, but um, yeah. No, it's wonderful. And I think it, it's working from a foundation. <clears throat> you prepare ahead of time and then everything yeah. that you do, yes, it can be chaotic. But again, if you have goals and you have a foundation that you've built upon, you sort of know how to, how to, yeah. to set it straight again. For yeah. sure. And it will zigzag, you know, it's, oh my God. <laughs> but, for, but I think it's important for kids to know that and know that mm -hmm. not everything mm -hmm. is going to be, they're not going to get a PR every time and mm -hmm. that's okay because they're going to get a PR down the road and um, that's life too. Well, and I always say, you know, we always do goal setting before the day before a race. Well, but then I always say, so just so you know, guys, we've planned the heck out of this, but that doesn't mean that's how the race is going to go. Yeah. And so I always say, cover every move. Go in with a race yeah. plan, but know that life and races don't always follow a particular yeah. pattern. How about you, Nikki? Um, I think everything you guys uh, said is absolutely true in, in all aspects of that. I, I do think with the head coaches, I don't know, and maybe this is the time that we're in right now. I look at it as um, you have a captive audience as your athletes. They're going to learn a lot through uh, athletics, which we all have, about failure, about it, you know pushing yourself, trying to get past yourself, about determination, discipline, all of that. But I also think we need to think about when this 150, 200 kids go out in the world, in 10, 15, 20 years, how are they going to behave? How are they going to want to put the learnings that they have to change something for the better later? And to me, that would be my advice to the head coaches, especially in the times that we're in right now. Because if 100 years ago, 50 years ago, some head coaches had done things differently, uh -huh. Some things in the society would be different. So <laughs> I want to leave the head coaches with the advice of it's not what you do this season or next, but what's going to happen with how you're doing it today in about five, 10, 15 years ago. So how, you're influencing them. how are you influencing them? Are you, um, are you showing equality? Are you showing um fairness to everyone are you are you treating everybody the same way and how you're are you kind. building that your kindness your are you picking your teammate up or you're just going to step over them or because from a different school or whatever but i i really want to um kind of see that in any coaches uh, head or otherwise and that regardless of sport goes back to what I was saying at the beginning. We as coaches have a much larger audience and a bigger currency being a coach that we don't realize it. Athletics are important. Coaching is important. And the kids are for the future, what they're learning from you. So I, uh, that's, that's one thing I want to leave it with uh, any coaches coming into this role and this responsibility. We're going to be creating good world citizens. We really yes. are. And, and the biggest joy I have in coaching, and people are going to laugh about this, is not how many state champions I have or how many you know, kids that you know, go on to get D1 scholarships. It's really about those kids who come back and say, um, this team changed my life. Mm -hmm. And there are kids that are not the top athletes who go forward and have learned to work with with other people and have learned to be kind and just and good and yeah you are role modeling all those kids mm -hmm. it's a huge job uh 
in a way that I think we don't even realize that how much influence we have. So you guys, this has been incredible, really incredible. I mean it. Um, the clarity that you both have, have shown us about leadership is so, so important. And I know that uh, any coaches that listen to this are going to take away from this, not just kind of the smaller skills, but the bigger picture of how they are leaders and how important they are in people that they manage as assistant coaches, but also the kids that they influence. So thank you so, so much. You guys are great. Love you both. <laughs> um, oh, and, uh, thank you. You're so welcome. And anything you want to add, I think we've covered so much today. So I'm just in awe of coaches and all that coaches do. And coaches should be proud of what they do because it's not easy and it's so no. broad and um, it's very impressive. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah, totally agree with that. It's not, and if anybody thinks people coach for uh, glory of it, they're not. I think a lot of coaches are out there and good ones out there for their passion. And I think, uh, yeah, appreciate that about yourself and give yourself a pat on the back. Yeah. Well said, Helene. Yeah, well said. I, I agree with you. And to take on this role of a coach is, is a certain amount of bravery and courage and all those things. But uh, thank you so much for helping us understand leadership. And I hope that um, everybody listens to this because it's very important. So. Thank you to Helene Hutchinson and Nikki Raffi for their knowledge and wisdom. For more conversations on coaching, go to www.womensrunningcoaches.org. Original music is by Hank Richardson, Lonesome Rock.